Welcome once again to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. My name's Jim Byrne and the part in the title is Pat Byrne and this is episode 77. In this episode Pat chats to Julie Ray, writer and playwright. She was a winner of the Scottish Book Trust Next Chapter Award in 2017 and she's also been shortlisted for numerous prestigious awards and had her work published in several literary journals. She's completed a short story collection and is currently working on her first novel. This autumn, Julie's work will be performed by Short Attention Span Theatre at the Gilded Balloon on the 6th of November and her David Bowie-inspired play, John, will be performed at Words and Music the Sound of Young Scotland on the 21st of November 2019. So without further ado, let's listen to Pat chatting to Julie Ray. Okay, we're off. So today, Julie Ray has come to see me. Thanks very much, Julie. All the way all the way from local Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Good we're fifteen both, minutes away. <laughs> so we're we're both um, we're both village girls. <laughs> we are. So Julie, I've I've met you quite a few times at Creative Conversations, yeah. but we've never actually never had, never had, <laughs> had a, a chat. No, I think I've met you other things. We've made well. a few readings. Yeah. yeah. So um and of course I knew that you had were one of the um winners of the the next chapter. Yeah, Scottish the next chapter trust, award. Yeah, which was fantastic. It was um, life changing, completely life changing, and unexpected. Very unexpected, but amazing. Yeah. No, no, it's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. <clears throat> Samina Chowdhury. Yeah, you know, she's Samina a shares, yeah. So she's, she's also yeah. also very very thrilled. It's what was really good about it was I'd noticed. <clears throat> excuse me. Up until then. Um, most of the competitions had a kind of cut off for age 35. Mm-hmm. So when I turned 40, I thought, I don't see me getting published. I don't, I just thought that was the end of the road. And when the Scottish Book Trust, I saw this, and they specifically are looking for people 40 years or over. And I just turned 40 and I thought, this is just too good an opportunity. You get mentored by a writer, you go to Moniac more, you get a £2,000 bursary. Um, I, I was just, I thought, you know, I'll never win it, but I'm going to go for it because there was not that many competitions for people over 40. Um, so when Lindsay, Lindsay Rogers from Scottish Book Trust, who's fantastic, I mean, she phoned me to, to tell me I'd won. I was basically like, was there something wrong with the application? She was like, Julie, you've won. I'm like, did I, did I forget the attachment? And she's like, Julie, you've won. It just did not sink in. And I'll be honest, that's really been... The catalyst for everything. It's been fantastic. No. Yeah, oh, it's been amazing. amazing. But you had you had done pretty well before. I, I really hadn't. I'd, I'd kind of mm-hmm. I'd always been writing, but I'd been really scared to put anything out there. Right. Um, and what had happened was I've got two wee girls, and when my youngest went to school, when she started school, I'd kind of wee bit of time. Um, so I thought I'm going to go to a creative writing class, uh, just a beginners class. And uh, that was with David Pettigrew at Strathclyde Uni. Right. And he was fantastic. And he w- was really encouraging. 
And he said to me, you know, I think you should submit things. And he was like, have you done that? And I was like, no, I was so scared of it not getting published. I was scared of people not liking it. So they were kind of accumulating in a drawer <laughs> for these stories. And he was like, send, send them off. And uh, turning 40 was an absolute leveller. I just started getting more scared of nobody reading them than right, people reading right. them and hating it. Oh. So that's why I thought... So really, my first kind of thing that I sent off was the next chapter. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I hadn't realised that because I know you've won or been runners <coughs> up and had oh, that, that's all been after. Like, yeah, I that's all been after. I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah, oh my everything's God, been afterwards. Amazing. So that's that's why I owe so much to Scottish Butchers. So I think that was the catalyst for everything that gave me the kind of confidence um, to maybe submit. Although I'm so absolutely shocked whenever I get long listed, short listed, anything gets published, I'm, I'm still kind of like waiting on that call going with me the mistake but um, that was the, everything that's happened has happened in the two years after um, yeah. the the next chapter award so everything's kind of came yeah. afterwards really nothing you know I had a couple of things published maybe when I was like early 20s but nothing major it's really all been after the, the next chapter in 2017 so it's been fantastic well, you've, done, you've done so well and Thank then you've you um, you had a play as, as well yeah I've had two plays um, and I'm going to be doing a third play as well and by the way that is Tom Brogan I have to thank for that um, Tom is part of the Short Attention Span Theatre Company I've heard of that in fact I've advertised oh they're fantastic and, uh, yeah so Tom from Short Attention Span Theatre Company got in touch with me and said have you ever thought about doing a play and I was like no I've never done a play and I really hadn't and he was like look if you want to and so I was kind of like um, yeah, I'll think about it. Uh, literally had to Google how to format a play because I'd done it like a short story. It's not how you do it. Uh, sent it off. He really liked it. The actors were fantastic. It was a great experience, actually, because sometimes how my characters are in my head, how they interpreted it was completely different, but it made it better. Um, so after that, I kind of got the bug. So... That that's I've got a play happening at the Gilded Balloon in the sixth of November. Is that, is that um, the one you've just been yeah ahead, yeah. Tom just uh, sent me an email last night just saying <laughs> yep it's that's fantastic yeah it's going ahead you're on the bill so I've really got Tom to thank and blame and for the worry that me sitting literally going how do I do this but yeah Tom um, Tom Brogan started that um, so that that's another wee thing that I've never done it I was totally in my comfort zone. And I'd have never have tried I think it. You're, um, no, no, it's great to try other other things. Yeah. But um, your dialogue's so good, and the the two stories that I've read, um, Chicken Bones and Shark Tooth, <clears throat> is children. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that is a, a huge challenge. You know. Yeah. Dialogue for, with with children. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I just think that that is oh, very you. very yeah. It's very difficult, and the the, the voices are, are so strong. I mean, I find them upsetting the the stories, but I guess that was your intention. <laughs> yeah, most of <laughs> my stories are dark and upsetting. Sorry, it's <laughs> hard, and then the shark tooth one, the like was a point in it. Where the the wee girls listen to the poetry in the class, yeah, and you're kind of uplifted, and you. But of course, I, I think that's very clever as well. You're not taking as then like, oh wow, and you know the epiphany and all that. <laughs> Bang, back she goes again, yeah, again, yeah. which is much more 
sadly. Realistic. Realistic. Yeah. But, um, but I thought they were, I'm not awful keen on stories about a children or when it's a, a child's voice. I, I tend to, you know, maybe if I was looking for something that was a child, I would tend not to go for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But um, but you're, you're just totally engrossed in the in the story Thank and, you. and the, the place. Yeah. You know, the place was so, so strong. Not a place you want to be, but <laughs> unfortunately... A lot of kids, that's where, that, they, that's, yeah, where they that's are. Yeah, that's unfortunately the reality. Yeah, thank but you so much. I think much. that dialogue, mm-hmm. the, from a child's dialogue, and also you don't know if you're writing it like the, 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 the narrator is in the present day looking back to the child. or it's, There's a lot of technique in it, you know, which which um, I think you just kind of naturally... <laughs> um, you know, I don't think you're thinking about no, the, the technique. No. The, with Shark just... Tooth especially, <laughs> this, um, the first paragraph, um, I, I edit a lot, I really do, but see that first paragraph, it kind of came out, the voice, as is, mm-hmm. I didn't really change a lot. Mm-hmm. I had it so strong, I knew how I wanted the first line to be, I knew how I wanted the last line to be, I knew how I wanted that paragraph, mm-hmm. and it set the tone for the whole story, it was such a strong voice that came to me, and that doesn't mm-hmm. happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, it could only be written that way. Mm-hmm. It could only. I mean, you are <laughs> you are thrown right in <laughs> to that horrible violence and s- s- so scary and, and very yeah. very uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, no, well done. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of really what I wanted, sorry, that, that's kind of what I wanted for him to just to kind of hit the action immediately and you're in this horrible, it's not a nice build-up and then, you know, it's just, you're there and it's violent and it's, there is a purpose to it because you can see, obviously, the narrator is, she's desperate to get away and that's where the poetry is a link or a, it gives her a glimpse of a way out, but then... You know, circumstances. She's, mm-hmm. it, it's just she's brought back down to earth, and it's but I like, am hopeful. Yeah. I am hopeful yeah. that in the future <laughs> she will make it. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> but that's it. I'm. So, it's it's quite strange um, that you picked those two because a lot of it is written from the perspective of adult males or adult females. But those are the two that are written from the perspective of children, um, and it just felt like that was the only way. It could be done. Uh, Chicken Bones was originally meant to be about two teenage girls, mm-hmm. but it just didn't mean to. Yeah. It just felt they were too old. I think, um, I think that that's it's very very sad. Mm. And but you you kind of the wee, the wee girls she's a wee, wee horror. But mm-hmm. you can you the way you've set it is. You're asking the reader to kind of try and understand mm. that you know, mm-hmm. but there's room for the reader. You mm-hmm. know, you're not gonna bang, no. bang, bang. This is the, this is why this is blah blah blah. The other thing I liked um, in the shark tooth one, when um, because it starts with the the brother, and then I was kind of thinking, gosh, what about the brother? Mm. And I was so pleased when you brought in just the wee bit that yeah. she was sending the card. Yeah, it's and just under his pillow. Kind of me yeah, about the because I kind of almost thought that you've not. I'd forgot. Not, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't think you'd forgotten. But when I saw that, I was really pleased. Yeah. Because, but I can't. It was very natural. You know, it wasn't like oh, I better say something about him. <laughs> you know, um, 
So, and I don't, I was thinking to myself, has Julie got an understanding of all this technique, or is this, and I, but what I felt was it was just kind of almost the characters were yeah. sort of carrying on. <clears throat> and, yeah, and the, the thing is, um, I, I, I don't know anything about technique, I really don't. I'm, I, I left school at 16, I went to university for, when I was like an adult for, I'm talking evening classes. Um, so I don't have a degree I've never, I, I wish I, I really wish I'd done like an MLA at like Stirling or Glasgow Uni or Strathclyde I wish I'd done that but mm-hmm. circumstances I just couldn't mm-hmm. um, so a lot of the time it's just been I read constantly and I wrote constantly and I edited myself so I think it was just and I'm I'm really ruthless mm-hmm. with my edits so I think it, it was just trial and error and just what feels right when I'm reading it back mm-hmm. and it's you know like you're saying there's something sticks out like a you know sticking it like a bone and you're like ooh that, that, that shouldn't be there and I just yeah. do it I just read and read and read and oh, no, edit no, no, until I mean, something this, feels this, this, this right excellent writing thank you, you. Oh, I'm, thank I'm, you so um, I'm a tough person to to, to, to please I think because I've gone to so many of these yeah. classes myself and you spend so much time editing I'm reading for pleasure, but also always seeing things. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, I, it's kind of in a way destroyed a lot of my um, my options for reading <laughs> because about every you're unconsciously I, editing as you're I, reading the you work. But almost every second bit I start, I don't finish, mm. and I, I I never ever um, used to do do that. Um, because you're you're so conscious of the narrator yeah. and the, the the also the dialogue. I think a lot of people struggle with dialogue. Oh yeah, that that was that Doron. That's the thing that I really I read it out till it feels like a pro because at first the first draft when I'm reading it and you read it back and you're like this is not how people talk. So it's just till you actually are like conversing with the characters until it feels a natural. Uh-huh. how they would speak yeah. and that's just the way I do it yeah. it's just keep think, going yeah. and editing and just reading mm-hmm. um, someone said that print it off read it aloud and, and when I was getting mentored by Janice Galloway that's what she said she went you, you look like an idiot but go into the toilet and stand in front of your bathroom mirror and read this in front of a mirror um, and, and I was kind of like I don't know if she's doing this because it's going to help my reading or writing or she's just doing this because it's just pranking me or something but I've done it and it was like it's fantastic because you can as, as soon as you start reading it you can instantly hear yeah. oh that's, that's clunky right. that's and that right. needs to come out and it just the senses yeah. no, no I think that's absolutely yeah. correct and she is wonderful oh, she thought, is yeah. fantastic that was great getting her that was uh, it, it was unreal um, that, that's still one of the highlights of my life I could not believe it um, the mentoring thing at Scottish Book Trust is fantastic through the amount of authors they've got on their live literature base I would have been happy with anybody I was just really looking for a mentor I was just looking for guidance because I'd been away from writing for so long with my girls when they were small and I was just looking to kind of you know just someone to guide me um, and they said there was they said oh there's a couple of writers who are interested but one of them's really interested but she wants to just check her um diary because the the thing with the mentorship that's so great about the Scottish Book Trust is it really is a partnership the the mentees and the mentors are completely involved together and it has to be a good fit because you're working so closely and they they really take a lot on board with your work it's it's amazing so I was kind of like yeah yeah whatever I was, you know whoever and I got the email from 
Will, who's part of the Scottish Book Trust team as well, and he was like, oh, we're delighted to tell you that Janice Galloway wants to be your mentor. And I actually emailed back before I got excited, and I just said, Will, and this is really true, sadly enough, I said, Will, before I get excited, is there another Janice Galloway <laughs> Scottish writer? Before I get really excited, I don't mind if there is. And this was an actual email, and he went, no, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that time I'm just going to jump in my kitchen now and I did um, but I really was like this can't be hard so I was kind of like let me just maybe there's oh, another she's one fabulous. it was she's and, formidable and she's funny she's just absolutely inspiring it was the best time in my life I love it not, that was great and oh, she, she God, is yeah. such a fabulous reader oh yeah I was on it I had to it was asked to read at an event it was a, a tribute to um, Tom Leonard mm. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe you were there. It was up in um, Sucker Hall Street in Waterstones. And um, anyway, Janice was reading. Mm-hmm. My God, I'll tell you, I was never so happy that I wasn't going <laughs> after her. <laughs> I mean, she... Yeah. Oh, no, she, she commands her She room. was just... Yeah. Because she was, on, she was on before me, and I was thinking, oh, my God. She was... <laughs> she was just... I mean, I've seen her before. I saw her many, many years ago, and she was with Alistair Gray. Yeah. Now, I'm talking, like, oh, maybe in the 1980s or something, way, way back in the univer- university. That was the first time I saw her, and um, oh, I just thought she was... Yeah, well, well, I was obviously... I was a huge fan of Janice Galloway before even this, um, and I'd never had a chance to see her read, though. Mm-hmm. And it was after... Um, she was my mentor. There was a she was at Edinburgh, um, and I went through to see her, mm-hmm. and and I was just like, oh, I'm so glad I hadn't seen her read before mm-hmm. she be my mentor because it was all inspiring, and I was mm-hmm. like, I, I think I would have been even more she's nervous fabulous. than I was, yeah. uh, and, and she's really generous with her time with other writers. Mm-hmm. Like she's done the foreword for Alan Spence, obviously the reprint of his book, and. Uh, and she's encouraging uh, young writers, new writers. She was really honest with me. She was uh, just the the guidance, the feedback. It, I mean, I cannot even I can't I can't verbalise how life changing this was. Especially when I can remember it's like me when I'm like eighteen, you know, taken from the library. The trick is to keep breathing mm-hmm. and you know buying her books, and I've got a collection of her books stacked in my room, and then going that I'm. She's oh, reading my stories oh, and liking my stories. Yeah. It was surreal. Well, it was absolutely, absolutely un, un, unbelievable. Well, that was fantastic. Oh yeah, really? but that, I mean, anybody on the the the, um, the live literature database for the Scottish Book Trust, the writers they've got on there are such a high caliber, and they really put the time in when they're doing it for the the mentees. It's amazing uh, because that's why they you're committing yourself to a long period of time. It's like nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writers and the mentors give as much as each other. So that's why you have to get on with some. There has to be a rapport there yeah, as well. Yeah, well, it's more, more than the admiration, isn't yeah. it? It's about how you connect. That's it. There has to be yeah. something there as well because you're so... You're emailing, you're phoning, you're meeting up. It's, it, you're, they're reading your work, they're critiquing it, you're giving feedback, you're you know bouncing off that as well. So it's a real two-way process and so you well. have to get mm-hmm. on with each other for it to work really or else it would just be really you know it, it just would be a hardship so. and it would be so disappointing yeah, yeah and you wouldn't really get anything out of it so that's why it just 
we got on really well with so many similarities or in our background where we grew up, um, like our family situation, like her dad, my dad, her sister, my brother. There was so many similarities, so I think that kind of helped as well. Mm-hmm. There was there was a kind of building block there for us to to work from. It's still I, I honestly I still pinch myself. I am not lying. I cannot believe. Janice Galloway mentored me. It's one of the highlights of my life. I'll never I'm go sure over she, it. I'm sure she had a good time too. Oh, she had a great time. Well, <laughs> she, she can't see any difference. Yeah, she loved it. it was <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would have let me know um, if she wasn't. So, yeah, I think it went well for both of us. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. So... And what, tell me what happens with the, the with the play. The play is going to be in Edinburgh. What is it called? Yeah, it, well, the, my play is called Ram. I don't know anybody else who's on the bill yet. Um, I, literally, I just got the email so they have last a night. Few short plays. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, us have I think it's about five or six, mm-hmm. which is amazing because the actors. Some of them are doing like maybe three or four plays right. on the one night, um, but they do. I think it's like five or six plays. Um, and it's at the Gildy Bloom, but they sometimes do it through in Glasgow as well. But I don't know about that. Yeah, have, yeah, I know that they have because yeah. um, I, I know that. Oh, you yeah, had one at the old hairdressers? Yeah. Uh-huh, because I know that I um, promoted it mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. What's On. Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know if they got in touch with me or if I just picked it up somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a good name. Oh, it's fantastic. And, and as I said, that I would never have ever thought of trying to do a play. It's just kind of short plays, and there's like five or six on the bill, and so this one's coming up in Edinburgh. But I've done one in the old uh, hairdressers that was a, a David Bowie inspired play. Yeah, I love Bowie, so that was great. And then the first one was um, that was Ed- I think was that Edinburgh and Glasgow. I'm trying to think, and uh, th- that was that was the first play that I'd attempted, and that was called Big Day, and. I mean, I was just when I think back now, it's like, oh my god, I, it was just I was such a novice, literally googling how to format a play because I, I just had no clue. Um, so yeah, I thank Tom for the yeah. opportunity but, and that. But everybody starts like that. Um, <laughs> you know, I I did the Emlet at Glasgow Uni and for creative writing, and the reason I did it was I was I was pretty down. One of my brothers was pretty mm. not well, and there was an awful lot going on. And Jim kept saying to me, "Should do something, yeah. you know, try and get something to kind of take you, take your mind off things." And I met John Dingwall for a coffee. John's a music journalist. I've known him for many many years because. We both used to write for punk fanzines and back in the eighties. See, Pat, this so, is why we got on so well. See, <laughs> so so, um, so I've known John, and I would sort of catch up with him every now and again. And I met him for a coffee, and he had just finished the the Emlet, and he was so enthusiastic. Yeah. And I came home and said to Jim, "I think I'll do that this Emlet." But when one looked at it, he said I'd never ever done any creative writing. So, but you had to send in an example. So I sent so in my blog. <laughs> so, I, so I sent my blog into him. So that that was um, fantastic. Why I did it, but what what you were saying about you know you think it's been you know something that you should have done. I don't I don't necessarily think that's that's right at all. You know, oh, I, I think, think it's just, I think it just it was something I always aspired to do, and just circumstances I couldn't get to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think it's a prerequisite to being a writer no, or anything nothing, but it's just something I always really wanted to, to achieve and a lot of the people um, 
I mean, I loved it mm-hmm. because um, I'd never done it before. But getting back to what you were talking about, starting with the play, I didn't even know what they were talking about. I mean, I, I literally <laughs> didn't understand the vocabulary. Yeah. You know, I about a voice and um, you know, you know. I don't even know if I knew what a narrator was. <laughs> and Louise Welsh was the um, writer in residence oh, at Glasgow wow. Uni at that time. Yeah. She's now the prefect, pr- pr- mm-hmm. as you know. Um, anyway, we got a wee, she did a wee stint and she said, if anybody wants to come and speak to me about anything or show me their work, blah, blah, blah. And I always really liked Louise Welsh. She's a nice person and mm-hmm. approachable. And I, I said, Jim, I think I'll send Louise Welsh and see if I can meet her. And I sent her my work and I went to meet her and I, and I said to she, you know she's oh no she's you, you've got a voice and she's that is a you know you've got a head start mm-hmm. if you can have a, have a voice and anything and she spoke a lot to me about writing with light and shades mm-hmm. and that, which I'd never thought of mm-hmm. and I thought that was dead interesting but I said to her I'm really struggling just because I don't know what they're talking about I said because I'm mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm just in like the, the, the deep end. Level. <laughs> and she said, she's, I was the same. She says, get a glossary. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. She says, get, yeah. A, glo- get just a glossary. Work through. And, um, you know, put your papers so, so that you understand what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, would you, and I, I think. Um, I think that's always the the case because even with the website, it doesn't matter so much now with WordPress. But way way back, I had to write things out, mm-hmm. pass them to Jim, and he would put in all the HTML, mm-hmm. which and I really resented that. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at the source, and thinking I'm going to do this. It can't be that hard, but it, it, it wasn't. It's not dead hard anyway. But it's I, a I think there's a, a point to that because like my oldest daughter when I'm doing she's coming up for 12 and she's doing homework and some of it is and she's like you know and I have to have so many conjunctive verbs and I have so many this and so many wow words and so many adjectives and it's kind of like oh my god just let them write what they want to write and I think sometimes it's because she said to me um, give me a good conjunctive verb and I'm like I don't know <laughs> so I'm going to have to google that I don't know um, so things like that I, I think, think you can you know squeeze the lifeblood out of a good story I well. see if somebody says to me um, you know, what's a proposition oh, yeah, yeah. let's get a sure. preposition a proposition <laughs> and can we do this and we do a, a link for the conjunctive I'm sitting going I have no clue I don't know I just write what feels good and then I just you know oh lose that word um, and I think you know, she used to write a lot more than she did. And I think she's so scared of making a mistake, it's kind of paralysed her, her creativity. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I understand that, obviously, you have to know grammar and you have to, obviously, know certain rules, yeah. but sometimes it's like, let them just... I think what Let them got, just create what they want yeah, to create. Yeah. I think what you said um, a wee while ago about you read loads. Yeah. I think that's how you learn to write. I lived in our, mm-hmm. the Daniel Library. I just mm-hmm. lived there mm-hmm. till literally it was chucking out time and they'd be like, you know, you have to leave. Um, because I, I couldn't afford to buy books. Books were a, a luxury. So what did you read when you were wee? Oh, I, um, I loved Enid Blight and I loved The Naughty Girl in School. I loved what Katie did. I loved um, Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom has got me through every decade of my life. 
But see, especially when I was young, I loved like Superfudge. And when I was older, it was like forever. It was like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret and stuff. So I loved stuff like that. But see, be quite honest, I would have read anything. I just was a voracious reader. I just loved reading absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that love of reading and then just you know the more you read the more you kind of get a feel for for things I think I think I think so I I was I was like that too when I was being with so so many of us you know you you never had a corner in the house Mm. my dad um, loved reading and he he had built a bookcase where his chair was in the living room he had built a bookcase and he'd all these books and he was sitting read with all those kids so (laughs) he could sit and read with me (laughs) I used to like putting rollers in his hair and and um, I don't think it even was rollers at that time. I think it was the wee silver kind oh, of things. I know, You're yeah. too young. You've probably never seen them. And I, I remember my mum putting in my nana's hair. Like, she got every Saturday <laughs> and do my nana's hair for church on Sunday. So the rollers would be set in overnight. I used to sit on my dad's shoulders and be putting these rollers here. He'd be sitting reading. <laughs> you know? But I made a wee den. We had a, um, a cupboard. And there were blankets at the top. We had cupboards, blankets at the top. And... Like all these shoes yeah. at the bottom, like all these shoes just kind of jump and, in. And I, I used to, if I'm the as a poster, <coughs> um, I used to put like flower and washer in the back of it and stick it up. Mm. And I'd be climb up in the blankets with my torch and my book and I'd be tied up there and read. Yeah, and that's and really my would be cubby, shouting, cubby looking, hole. She'd be shouting, looking for me, and I'd be sitting <laughs> reading. And then even at night time, um, the, you know, my mum would always come in. We were, never, we were probably about three of us in one bed, and my mum would come in and say we pray and everything. They used to say, now put your book down, and I'd put it. And then, right outside our window, it was in Stuart Street in Oakle Patrick, right outside our window. A street light, place, yeah. Place, and I'd be sitting, <laughs> I would get my book, and I'd be sitting up the window, like, <laughs> reading probably what Katie did next or something. Yeah, you know? um, I, I love that as well. It's just, we never, unless... Um, I got like a book as a present or something. There's no books, but my uh, granny and grandpa, especially my grandpa, my grandpa was a huge reader. And like that, he had, it was like a pulley, um, you know, like a walk-in wardrobe kind of thing mm-hmm. with shelves and shelves and shelves of books. So I would just randomly pick some. So it could be like, um, you know, a John Le Carre novel. Uh, uh, yeah, it could be Raymond Chandler. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be Daniel Steele. It could be Jilly. Could be, I would just pick intermittently just for a book mm-hmm. to read. Um, and that really, and it was just a love of reading. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I would kind of, you know, start writing. Um, there was a few tragic attempts at poetry, age 14, all all about my love for Jim Morrison from The Doors. Let's not <laughs> ever talk about that. Um, the poems are tragic. Um, so I, I was obviously dipping my toe in the water, but oh, I want to try and write. And there was a teacher I was really, I wasn't confident at all about showing anyone. I really wasn't. Um, and but there was a teacher at high school, Mr. Scrimger, um, and he saw something in me and he encouraged me to write. That was cool. And that, that uh, was because I didn't get a lot of, you know, at our school, nobody really got a lot of encouragement to do anything creative. It was just, you know, you're doing this so you can get a good job and it's just about get a job and mm-hmm. get money. Um, but he was one of the few, what, we had to hand in essays or we had to hand in, you know, creative writing. And he was one of the few, I must have been in third year, third or fourth year, and he really, he would encourage me and say, I think, I think you should do this and I've never oh, forgot that and see the importance of teachers support supporting children do you know who you, I, you're, I mean I can remember teachers who were supporting me 
or, see, or even teachers that were great when I was wee, and the, the, that's so important. See who is saying that? See the story at Sharptooth? I kept on thinking, why the hell can't you have a better teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, because the, the yeah. opportunity. Uh-huh. And, and that, that's a, the downside sometimes. I mean, I, I, I think teaching is an amazing profession. I was lucky to have the majority of really good teachers. Some of them weren't, some of them were just, it was, you know, ticking a box to do a job, whatever. But some of them were, I'll remember them for my whole life. And I think the importance of that and the value of that for young kids. Um, my my oldest daughter had a teacher that really encouraged her in primary four and she still remembers her mm-hmm. in high school. Now. That's, that's, that's things, you know, yeah. I love yeah. teachers who are so supportive of children that way because that's something that you carry your whole life uh, and it does make a difference. It really does. I was so not confident in any way about my writing, even still. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still baffled that anybody publishes this. I'm still like, what? Um, it was my husband, He when we first started dating, he was one of the few people had shown my writing too and that took a lot from me I don't I, I never really showed anyone because I was terrified that they think it was terrible mm-hmm. and as I said just when I turned 40 I thought you know it's now or never mm-hmm. and, and then I really was more terrified than nobody ever reading them because they were they were accumulating in a drawer and um, so so things like that you get along the way like I've been great to have some great tutors Alan Monago, David Pettigrew I was lucky enough to do an online course and Dorothy Alexander was the tutor that was amazing so things like that and the feedback from them like people that you respect in their own right as a teacher as a writer and then for them to give you a critique that was and and support and actually encourage you mm-hmm. that's something you just can't buy and I always uh, uh, that's always remained to me the people who've kind of believed in me when I didn't and um that's the one that they're the ones that kind of help me carry on mm-hmm. when I would have you know been willing to pack it all in mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking I'm not a writer but yeah they've well, been amazing well that's I mean no you're right it's so important and, and you must know because you're on like Twitter and everything and I, I was speaking to someone a few weeks ago at a reading and, and she was kind of saying no I, I'm just starting out and she was like I've not had such I've not had a good interaction on Twitter and I was so surprised with that because I thought see the writing community on Twitter mm-hmm. I'm not on Facebook I don't know I can't comment but um, I've, it's been nothing but supportive it's been nothing yeah. but encouraging it's opened so many doors and, and it's like a mutual support network I was so surprised I think it's been um, wonderful I've really enjoyed it and I've met so many writers that have now became friends and and, and you know they, they'll be like oh this would be great for you there's a competition or, or you find something you go look I can't do it but I think you'd be great for this and stuff like that it's just opened up so many doors um, and it's just a huge kind of supportive network it's really good yeah it, I mean I think Glasgow is absolutely just I, I love it that mm-hmm. there's such a um, an interest in writers and writing and so many opportunities yeah. I mean there's something I can't keep up with what, what's <laughs> what's happening no what, what, what's on I can't go to everything that's for sure I mean I, I'm always seeing things and I, th- I would love to go there's um, something on tonight over in Paisley is Tracy Patrick mm-hmm. and I saw that. Tracy is a wonderful person um, I mean she's very talented mm-hmm. we, we put something on when we did the um, um, lit, um, we had to put on different kind of events and all that and James Carson, I don't know if you know James. James is a fabulous writer, but he's also like 
he's got such a vibrant imagination and I love doing stuff with James, he was one of the ten writers but um, he's very very funny, he writes very comedic oh, stories. I wish I could do that. He's very funny. <laughs> but he came up with this thing um, called the Lit Parade. <laughs> so we did this um, event and, and back then um, Tracy, Tracy Patrick, he, he said, we'll get Tracy Patrick. Mm-hmm. She came and, and she's very generous and she took part in that when we were students. But she also brought, she works in the community. She works with people mm-hmm. who encourage us their writing mm-hmm. and so on. So she's got her event tonight. It's in Paisley at 6.30. But I'm, I'm kind of, I've got stuff happening later on this afternoon. I'm hoping if I can get finished, I'll get You've over got it. Because I would love to go to yeah. that. Because like that, you're saying, I like to go to things that people have to support them back. Yeah. When they've been so generous. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and I, there's a lot on. Um, loads there's on. loads on. There's and you can't go everything. And sometimes, oh, I just what I scream sometimes, childcare is... Childcare is the bugbear of my life about getting to places or getting things. Well, <laughs> I, think, I used to have my wee grandson an awful lot. Well, he was often the only child at book lunches, often <laughs> and often. Ryan, he would be playing under tables with his wee cars at book lunches. I just took him. I just, I just thought, well, I suppose if, if you're a mum, you maybe is you're going to feel more guilty about things than if you're a grand. Well, the good thing was um, Victoria Williamson had uh, recently her book, the the boy with the butterfly mind, mm. and she was doing a book launch at um, the town hall. What was it in Mogai Town Hall? Um, and I said to Lily, my youngest daughter, um, you can come. And she was like, can I come? Because usually the book launches are at night time. I'm usually always kind of dropping them off somewhere at their nana's or something. I'm kind of like running, where are you going, mum? I'm going to book launch. So that was great. And Victoria put on so much for the kids. It was fantastic. There was, um, you know, she'd done like, there was a magician, there was science, there was a buffet. Uh, uh, there, there was, you know, the readings were fantastic. The kids were involved. And my little girl just loved this because she was included. She was a part of it. The downside is she then thought she was coming to the, the reading of James Kelman with me and I was like, no, 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 you're not coming to hear James Kelman. Sorry, dear. Um, but she loved the fact that she got to go. Um, so obviously because Victoria's, she does children's books and everything, it was, and it was great. And Lily's kind of working her way through it. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she loved the fact that she was involved in that. Yeah. And there was something on. So she went into school and very excitedly told Debbie that she was at her first book lunch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I thought that, that was, was a great, great idea. It was yeah. so good. No, yeah. I think Ryan was pretty nonchalant because he'd been going since he was so <laughs> you know, wasn't He's like, oh, you're an author. Yeah, whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't an event. He was just doing his own thing, you know. Um, yeah. And of course, with them all, once they get bigger and all they're interested in the phone, I mean, you oh, can yeah. really take them anywhere as long as they've got their phone. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's their. It's like their third Adam that, that goes everywhere. My oldest daughter's the same. It's like you know, before bed, good night, charge my phone, bye. You're like, okay, right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was that was really good for Lily to be a part of that, oh, that as well. Lovely. And just because yeah. it's not anything bad, it's just also the book launch I go to. Um, Juliet Forrest, uh, she the book launch also. She does children's writing and stuff so that's different if it's like a children author but a lot of the the book launches are in the evening and they'd be too late anyway it's like adult books or it's like it's too late for them anyway they've got to go to bed for school stuff like that and um, 
but she loved the fact that she could be involved in it and it was such a great event it was so yeah. good well, so was, and that, that was, was something great. she but it's super that yeah. Lily was so engaged with it and it was great all the kids were there was so many kids there and they were asking questions they were involved in the whole process and uh, the, they put on obviously like there was I think the science centre had been involved with they were doing you know there was slime you can't go wrong getting kids involved with like slime and gunk and stuff that's going to maybe kill them they love it so um, it was fantastic she put on so much stuff Lily had an absolute blast we were there for a few hours and there was food and everything it was fantastic and that was something that she felt she could be a part of because usually it's something oh mummy's away to a reading or mummy's mm-hmm. away to do a reading or mummy's away to a bootloose that was a nice wee way for to get a wee glimpse and uh, you can be a part of this as well so and as I said she did think because I was going to James Kelman a few weeks later she thought she was coming to that as well so like, no it's like the different language for um, a nine year old so that was that I absolutely love James Kelman amazing fantastic so good I saw recently the on we were away actually my son John and Ryan and I were we go away every year for the weekend we used to go fishing and stuff but we actually didn't do it we went to Largs and Millport and whatnot and hung out but the the I didn't know they'd made a film of his um, story the 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 dust road the dirt road about the Zydeco I didn't I didn't know that. Um, and oh my goodness, it was a really good film. I loved the music and everything. And it, the funny thing was that not long before, I was so excited because um, I had written a wee short story, just went in my head, um, called Novo Zydeco. Mm. It was only because I'd seen that and I just thought, I loved the sound uh-huh. of that, this Novo Zydeco. And, um, I, you know, Jim's a musician, so I was sort of so I chant to him about it and everything and then so I wrote this wee story it was about a gig and about mm-hmm. um, it was kind of like based in Glasgow's um, Festival of Americana anyway I wrote the, this wee story and then not so long after that I went to an event I think it was at I and James Kilman was there <laughs> well I was dying to tell him you see <laughs> I was dying to tell him guess what <laughs> I too <laughs> What a story about Zydeco. <laughs> I mean, you can't understand how chuffed I was about the idea. Yes. That was we amazing. are the same this, mind. We're this, thinking the same. This yeah. amazing man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's got new stuff coming out. Um, he's doing, obviously, like, the word. Um, we all meet Monagle and Brian Hamill, and I think they're really pushing, and they've really inspired them, and he, was, he name-checked them at the at the reading and I think that's gave him a new impetus and I think he's got new stuff coming out and that's just so exciting to yeah, think Kelman's no, got new fantastic. stuff coming out new work so good yeah. and he, he did thank them I think they've given him a new lease of life and well think, it's you never know, it's never had uh, a claim that he no, deserved I, I, I'm, I'm I mean, so I think it, it faced a lot of prejudice yeah because mm. I, I mean he's a fantastic writer but he, and as I think um, Alan Bett was the chair and he mentioned that that he's still the only Scottish person who's ever won the Booker yeah. and that was 25 years ago and even still yeah. there's still no one yet and yeah. even that it seems like that gets brushed under he the table but that's a huge achievement I know he tells the story of um, it was down in England somewhere and there was a display in a bookshop and it was Booker Prize winners but he wasn't included <laughs> I don't understand it, and I think he really opened a lot of doors 
for Scottish writers, especially mm-hmm. Glaswegian writers and especially writers who are kind of writing in the Scots dialect and I don't. I, I think you're right. I just don't think he gets the claim that he's well, due, you know, like, or that he's warranted. He's amazing. What I like and what I, I go back to, I think, is the absolute total miles and miles ahead of anybody. And this is like going well, maybe James Joyce, but going mm. into the person's head. Oh, absolutely. And and sometimes if I'm, um, I mean, I hardly ever write anything. You know, I mean, I, I don't think of myself as a writer. At all, I, I, ah. no, no, I don't. I, I, I really, I, I'm not, I'm not just. I, I don't. I mm-hmm. never ever have. I, I, I go through fits and yeah. starts, and sometimes I quite enjoy. It and um, but I don't feel, I'm not sort of driven. Mm. If you know, but, but I think you need to have that drive. But what I do, um, if I kind of can't quite get into someone's head, I'll get out one of Kilmer's books. Yeah. The, and um, you're right in there. Read it mm-hmm. so, to see what he's done. I've told him that actually. I said, "Just go, mm-hmm. I go, go to kind of back up <laughs> for that because mm-hmm. um, it's so wonderful." Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I yes, he's absolutely it. in the character. You're mm-hmm. right in the character's mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I kind of um, sometimes I just read like rubbish, you know, or you know, just something for the plot or just mm-hmm. or the. Um, because I'm mainly reading during the night when I'm waking up. So, <laughs> so, yeah, um, you don't have reading toys, you know. But, but every so often I'll think to myself, oh, for God's sake, um, give yourself a blast or something excellent, you know. <laughs> and I, and I, I love it, so I'll read some, something yeah. like Elmer's. Or um, I've got Bernard McClafferty's short stories. Mm-hmm. So he is the other person I just think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I really feel as if, and I can go back and back to those stories, mm-hmm. and it's like nourishment somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're reading something of that quality. Abs- yeah, I, I I know what you mean, and it's, uh, Bernard McClavery is outstanding, and it's one of he's one of those writers that you read, and it look it's so effortless <laughs> to read, mm-hmm. but it's so impactful. Uh, he's just an outstanding writer, yes, yes. and also his daughter, Kira McClavery. She's an amazing poet. She's Aye. fantastic. Yeah, I was on the this group. Um, there was a resurrected group. It was this Krasiki, the Hobsbawm group. Mm. It was called, and I don't know why I was on it. I think <laughs> in my heart I kind of thought, "Am I on this so that I can promote it?" <laughs> <laughs> because it was like Kira was on it. Um, Gail Honeyman mm-hmm. was on it. They were all she was another next chapter. Ma- I, mean, I think she, she was, was the first. I mean, God, that was astounding. Um, Malachi Talib. Oh, so, 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 can you imagine? Like, in there were quite a, a few poets, all young Irish prize-winning poets. It's Phil Miller, the, <laughs> and, and me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, but um, well, they asked you, Pat, and they don't do that to be nice. So you know, and, they're obviously um, warranted. I kind of thought. You know, this is weird, but I love Kira's. No, no, I, I'm not. A, I'm. I mean, I, I quite like some poetry, but I wouldn't lift mm-hmm. a poetry book or to mm-hmm. I, um, I, I more. I, I like short stories. Mm-hmm. I like, but Kira's short stories are fabulous. Mm-hmm. She, um, she's written some very. very I have to think that I've only ever read Kira's poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones I loved was. Fancy pants. She wrote about her sister, but I mean, she's she's outstanding as a poet. But I didn't know she's done a short story. She kept yeah, that under yeah. her hat. I'm going to she's say had her. A couple, she had a couple short stories published in the Scotsman. Oh God! Yeah, 
gosh. Oh, you know, I think she mentioned that, but I've not actually read them. I'll have to dig them out and read them. I really, really enjoyed them. She's very... um, She's not fettered. She's very free Mm -hmm. in what she's... um, Mm -hmm. You know the subject matter, and mm-hmm. but I love I love her. I love her dad, and, uh, and I love him reading. And, and she was obviously one of the new um, writer awardees as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, because obviously when we first met, and Kira is just lovely, and she's like she introduced herself, Kira McClavery, and all of us kind of done the mm, related to Bernard. <laughs> and she went, "Yes, it's my dad," and we were kind of like. You know, George open like, oh my god, he's your dad, and she's like, I get this all the time. Um, so uh, you know, we were so then we're kind of like grumbling about her dad, but she's an amazing writer in her own right. She's absolutely well, no, she outstanding. She, yeah, no, she's, she's and, and and see the new writers that I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all the new writers are great, but the wee group that I was with, we've all really stayed in touch, and they're so supportive, and it's fantastic just to have that wee network, and, and we're really happy when something happens. For for one of them, yeah. um, you know, I know recently well, Laura Morgan got published. She'd been took up with the Eve White Agency, and people are like really happy and, and see the difference that makes knowing that you because every writer knows how difficult it is to write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really difficult to sit and write, and then to send out and maybe get rejections. And so, see when you get that wee chink of light, it's you're getting published. Or and like, I, I was down at the Prima Donna Festival. Me and four other writers have been shortlisted for that, and everybody was so supportive. And like encouraging, and the difference that makes just to have it does, it does fellow writers who understand, mm-hmm. you, you know, I it's know. so difficult to, to kind of plonk yourself down in front of that laptop every day and then send it out and go, I don't know if this is going to be received, I'm going to get rejection. So when you get the wee, you know, glimmers of like the prima donna or like getting published or something or having a play, those wee things just they, they refuel to the next, you know, to get you through the rejections. <laughs> No, we had we had absolutely um, amazing support. You know, yeah. the, the ten writers. We didn't get the grant from Creative Scotland, but the the writers all wanted to go ahead anyway. And, mm-hmm. um, Jim had, and it, it went so so well. You know, we were in I Write. We were in a lot of the book festivals. We sold every wow. book. The they took the the book into um, Waterstones and the Mitchell Library and. It's a fabulous bookshop down in Linlithgow. It won the Independent Bookshop of the Year prize. It's called Far From the Madding, and they took lots of copies. So we we did very, very well, but the support we got was immense. Mm -hmm. Now, with people like um, Stuart Cosgrove, supporting us, Maggie Gibson, and Lise Welsh and um, Zoe Strachan wrote the foreword. But I've I've got to say, we also had the opposite. We also really? had dreadful, dreadful, I won't get oh, into it, no. but we had dreadful um, sort of, you know, flack, which uh-huh. was incredibly upsetting yeah. and, <clears throat> and very, very unexpected because uh-huh. you just don't tend to find that happening. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, writing is usually quite a solitary thing and it's a tough thing and you're, you're taking yourself away from your friends, your family, you're kind of in this zone and you do get the rejections, you do that and I think... If I see someone I know who's a writer and I see them doing well, I'm mm-hmm. happy they are doing well. At least somebody's doing well. Um, and I can't understand anybody who would be negative about we that. Had, we, had, so we had um, At all. This, uh, uh, you know, some terrible resentment, which I took very, very badly. You know, it was it was a shock uh-huh. because I think I would never, be. never, um, never come across that mm-hmm. that before. But fortunately. 
that's unusual. I'll, I'll, I'll touch wood. I've not had, or maybe, maybe maybe people are just not saying it to my face, but I've not had that. Um, it's been it's been a really good experience, um, and I, I, you know that has really helped. And Twitter's been a good connector for everything as well. It, it, it is the other thing talking about connections was which I thought I really was all taken with this was when Anne Cunningham got in touch with me from Canada <laughs> yes. to say. I have a um, yes. connection, a friend, a relative. Yeah, we're related. And she's a writer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you maybe know her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, could, I could not believe it. I was like, she's in Canada. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I know Julie, do you know Julie? It's Oka Patrick. <laughs> See, everybody who lives in that village, you never escape the village. Everybody who, who grows up and lives there never escapes that. Um, yeah, so I'm related to Anne. I couldn't believe it when she said, oh, I know Pat. So I was like, oh, Pat, oh my God, right. So, and then when she started doing that, and do you know, and do you know, and do you know, oh, I know her. And then there's it goes. Yeah, so, and they've been great as well. But so. It was so nice of her. Oh, you know, yeah. Because she, she didn't, obviously, she didn't know that. You, you know, mm-hmm. she, she no. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she would try to plug me, you yeah, know. Oh, Matt, uh-huh. are you doing something? I, she was. I did not prompt her to do that. Honestly, no, I didn't no, know she I knew you. Know that. Um, so, no, so no. that was a good thing as well. That. No, that uh, was lovely. Yeah, she's kind of like I was all taken. I mean, I really was because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you lived in Ocapatrick. Yeah, see, until well, it's because obviously, well, the, I'm married. The son of Ria, so obviously, people are not putting that connection. You know, I, I couldn't. I can't remember my maiden name. I, f- I feel so weird even thinking of my maiden name. But that's how people, a lot of people wouldn't think about it. But yeah, yeah, I'm related to Anne. So mm-hmm. it's the curse of that village. You'll never escape it. You can go to Canada. You'll never escape the village. <laughs> I know. I know. I something. My sister's in Canada. Yeah. And, and sometimes something will happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, something from say, Well, don't say to Catherine. And I'll have to say it. Nothing we need to say because mm-hmm. she'll hear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she'll hear. She'll before you. <laughs> I mean, at her her wedding, I went over um, to be her bridesmaid, and she lives in Oakville, Ontario, and round about her, there are quite a few folk from Oakenpatrick <laughs> because, of course, she went out. It was Grace Bridges uh-huh. who was out there. She was a nanny. She's Kevin Bridges' cousin. Oh, wow. And no, there, there was a Bridges mm-hmm. family in Oakenpatrick. And then Catherine decided she'd like to try Canada. So she... Grace, yeah, they've all kind of went around who they knew. The way that... Well, of course, they're not known as immigrants. They're, they're the expats, aren't they? They're just the Spanish people, the people mm-hmm. from Spain. But that's the way migration yeah. has always it just happened. Just let's just go... Know? Try your hand somewhere you go else. To yeah, mm-hmm. like, at, like in Chicago, um, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that live in Chicago. I've never been there, but I know a lot of people who live there. Mm-hmm. And that Irish connection, yeah, you know, because they have a they huge out, Irish connection they, over there. Mm-hmm. They go out to each other. So, so um, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the See, I know you said I'm like, oh my god, I showed Carlo my husband. I went, look, Pat knows my family, and he was like, does everybody know your family? I'm like, yes, it's <laughs> that bad. Oh my god, no, because um, no, because Kathy and David live next door to my yeah. mum. Oh. And you'd know, obviously, like my granny Conroy, she had the big, big flat along above the shops. Shop, so yeah. And David, uh huh. So it's 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 incredible. Oh my god, and they were so handsome. Oh my god, they were so James. Oh my god, what a a good looking family. And Anne, 
Conroy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, mm-hmm. they were so so good looking. Of course, they're they're older than me. Yeah. you know. So you were the wee girl thinking, oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> they're still the same. They were over recently. Obviously, uh, man Anne passed away uh, recently, like just the other year. And when they came over, when she was very unwell, and they came over, and do you know what? They're James has got a couple of grey hair. That's it. It's like I've not seen you in ten years. You have not aged. Uh, they still look fantastic. I'll Such tell a good you family. another thing. It's got a good. Me- it's, got, it's got a good memory mm-hmm. because it's on totally on the button. Because I put up a photograph on Facebook, a very old photograph. It's a weird photograph. It's got my Aunt Mary's in I'm it. I'm going to have to see it. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. I'm going to need to see that now. I'll show, I'll show it to you. You had me weird. And and uh, this is so weird. And the the. I put it up, but I knew Aunt Mary and I knew Mrs Harkness, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where they were because it looked so bizarre. I'll show it to you. And um, I put it up. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going That was Saturday, the twelfth of April, and there's yeah. I mean, I'm talking about this. When did I say? Yeah, he wasn't there because this mm-hmm. was probably about nineteen thirties <laughs> or something. I don't remember. So it wasn't at the event, but who knew about who knew about it? <laughs> James, James knew about it. He knew, he knew about it. Um, yeah, yeah, he knew. He knew. Mhm. Oh, he will do. See, this is why I don't go on Facebook. I would be on it all the time. Back Twitter's bad enough, but this is why I do not go on Facebook. Let's end another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. We'll leave those two local Patrick folk enjoying themselves and I'll catch up with you the next time bye for now